Hello, and welcome to the Thrive Yoga and Wellness Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I am so excited to share today's episode. We will be diving into a little bit more of the philosophy, maybe even a bit of history, and tiptoeing perhaps into some mythology surrounding a yoga practice here in the West. Now, we are not experts by any shape of the imagination. We are yoga enthusiasts sharing the information that we have learned along our journey, and we hope that you find it entertaining and maybe even a little educational. Thank you so much for tuning in, and don't forget to subscribe to this channel. Hi, everybody. Jennifer Dixon here with some awesome ladies joining me today. Merritt Malouf with the Energy Center. And joining us today is Jennifer Edinger with um, myiu.com. Myiu.com. And this is the weekly Thrive Yoga and Wellness Wamabaga Wednesday, the other side. So during the last 90 days of 2019, we have been getting together every Wednesday to talk about the other side of yoga, our practice, the other side of the things that we love. And so the first seven weeks we spent talking about all the chakras. We started at the base, that Muladhara chakra, and we walked all the way up. And then yes, last week, not yesterday, last week, Merritt and I got to, we started exploring the five elements. So. For those of you that didn't know this, yoga has a sister study that is Ayurveda. Mm -hmm. And there's some pretty cool myths about how yoga and Ayurveda started. It was like gifts given to us humans by the sages. And you might you can go into that more if you want to, it doesn't matter. But they're, they're meant to kind of go together to help ease our suffering. Because that was one of the things that the, the deities back in that day, according to the mythology, human human existence is all a suffering, which is kind of a sad way of thinking about it, but that's what yoga and Ayurveda is supposed to do to help to help make our lives better, right? So, and man, that kind of took a really dark turn. I apologize for that. We need some flowers and sunshine conversation. <laughs> well, the, you know, the Eastern ancient practices, yoga and Ayurvedic specifically, because that's what we're talking about today, do help mitigate that dis-ease, discomfort, mm -hmm. help us stay well and balanced. Mm -hmm. And if right. our energy is balanced and strong, you know, using these and other Eastern techniques, then the suffering is minimized. You're right. And so how many people got to yoga because something was going wrong? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I found I found yoga because something hurt, and and yoga fixed it. And then sometimes it's the other way around. How how do you find yoga? You found it through Ayurveda. For me, I found Ayurveda through yoga because mm, I came well. from come from the physical practice, right? And then so Ayurveda is a little bit different because it it deals more with what you eat, correct? Um, it does. Um, it's it's a medical science, so um, it's it's uh, only. Um, uh, it's not it's not quite the sister science of yoga it, it's a separate thing mm -hmm. it comes from the same land India or the you know the, the land that we call India and it's 4,000 years old mm -hmm. so um, you know there's a lot of history there and a lot of science um, so it's not like if you um, if you go to the ocean 
you're going to balance your water element. Yeah. There's a lot more to it. It's a lot deeper than that, it's for sure. Deeper, I didn't yeah. mean to to, yeah. think, to make it seem otherwise yeah. other than that. Yeah, it's very, very deep. And there are, and it's interesting to me, the more that I've read up on both yoga and Ayurveda, mm-hmm. how the East, who's been talking about this for 4,000 years, is finally being verified by, by science. By science mm-hmm. Thank here you. in the West. And so, and so I love the fact that you're like, no, 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 this is science and it's 4,000 years old. Yes. <laughs> so I appreciate the correction. I didn't mean to make it sound otherwise. No. So, so last week we talked about the earth, earth element. element. And this week we are going to be talking about the water element. Mm-hmm. And I do want to mention that we're not necessarily going in any particular order. If we were, water would be four. Yeah. So we aren't going in any particular order. For no particular reason. Yeah. Well, it's almost like you're going backwards. Yeah. So you started with the, the most physical, the earth element, and you're moving to the most subtle, the element of space, I assume. Yeah. yeah. Well, that I guess that's what we're doing now. Yeah. <laughs> but water really connects everything. All the rivers flow into the ocean. They're all connected. Our water is 80%. Our bodies are 80% water. That's why... So many of us are pulled by the moon because if you think about the moon pulling the ocean, that we're 80% water, then it only makes sense that water connects everything. So before we go on, do you want to give us the quick definition of Ayurveda? Um, Yeah, definitely. Um, So Ayurveda is um, a holistic science. Um, It is a complete medical system. And um, there are eight branches of Ayurveda. So, like, there's eight, eight branches, branches of yoga. yoga. Ashtanga yoga oh, means eight limbs. Yes. So, you know, there's uh, psychology and regenerative medicine, or Rasayana, what we call Rasayana. And then there's um, internal medicine, surgery. These are all branches of Ayurveda. And throughout India, there are actually hospitals and over 150,000 Ayurvedic doctors. So. It, it's it's a strong medical science. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that they mm. can perform surgeries even. They they can and they they were performing them thousands of years ago. That's crazy. Before anesthesia. Whew. And you're gonna actually be at the Black Friday event. I am. Yes. In the Ayurvedic capacity. Yes. So yep. what can we take advantage of on Friday with you? Yeah. So I'll be offering um, Ayurvedic consults, uh, ten minutes. And um, they're by donation, and uh, we'll be able to look at, uh, take a quick look at your diet and lifestyle, and your daily regimen, your sleep schedule, and see what what small adjustments and manageable adjustments that you can make to help improve your your health. So this Friday, November 29th, starting at five. PM and originally it was going to go till seven and then people were saying, Oh no, we need more time. So then I think I've increased it till eight. Mm-hmm. We're not going to kick anybody away. Come by Thrive Yoga and Wellness located at 7633 East Brainerd Road. And we're having what we're calling the Black Friday open house. So Jennifer Edinger is going to be here as well as five, five other healers. We've got Tracy Busby um, performing Reiki. We've got um, Jess Dewar um, performing fire cupping. We've got Alicia Whiteley. She's going to be doing health screening. She's a nurse practitioner in training. Uh, Monica Patel is going to be doing injury screens. She's our um, physical therapist. And then we've got Chattanooga Rolfing Institute leader, Eric. Remind me Eric's last name. Macklin. 
Macklin. Macklin. That's why I forgot that one. That one's a hard one to say. Eric, he's awesome. He's going to be doing, um, he's going to be talking a little bit about rolfing, which is a, a body work, a body work art, right? Mm -hmm. um, yep. And then our esthetician, Sunita, will be here doing a brow bar. So it's a lot of fun. We're also going to have introduction to self-defense in the far room, which is going to be awesome. My husband and his, um, I don't know what they do a lot of like fighting things I don't I'm doing it a disservice but they're gonna be back in the back teaching us some safety through the holidays and then out front my dad's gonna be teaching how to make some CBD edibles so there'll be some CBD edible samples here and then you can of course buy some butters and things and so all of these practitioners are opening up their services on a donation basis so we we encourage everybody to come out and you can learn a little bit more about Ayurveda. Thank you for reminding and, me to plug that. And the Black Friday event is a great way to also embody the 90 day challenge because you'll have all kinds of exploration of wellness mm -hmm. options for you mm -hmm. that you can move into the new year with as well as yoga, of course. Mm -hmm. We'll have lots of sales on yoga classes, yoga packages, and of course our CBD will be on sale. And all of our clothes, like these super cool Kaju Brazil leggings, those will also be on sale. So you have to come by Friday from 5 until 8 or so. We will go home at some point. But let's go back to yes, Ayurveda. Can you tell there's like squirrels? Squirrels yeah. around. So we're talking this week about the element water. So let's review really fast what the five elements are according to Ayurveda. Earth, uh, water, fire, uh, wind or air, and space. So we don't ha actually acknowledge wood and metal. Okay, that's good to, to know because we found, I've always used wood because I study the Tao, mm -hmm. but we noticed that there were variations, even in some of the Ayurvedic there, research I did, that wood may, showed up some. There may be, but uh, classical Ayurveda um, is, uh, is, does encompass those five elements as, as sort of the, the Thank you for of, that, because that's been a little confusing. So, yeah. so they don't do the wood and the metal? They do not. They just do no. the earth, water, water fire, fire, wind, and, and, space. and space. Sometimes called ether, right? Ether, correct. Ether. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Sorry. And so the, the cool thing is, is that they all interact with each other. So, like, if you think about it from a physical standpoint, the earth and where the earth and the water meet they, they touch each other so mm -hmm. there's kind of a relationship the earth kind of stops the water right mm -hmm. that's kind of how I understood it yeah so yeah they do interact and then in, in Ayurveda they uh, a practitioner would acknowledge that the five elements sort of form together and do certain operations in the body or certain processes which we call doshas um, so they uh, they uh, create harm and cause imbalance or symptoms. And uh, when they're not supplied with, with the things that, that sort of push them over the edge, they, they perform processes of normalcy. So they, they create health. So how many doshas are there? There are three doshas, uh, vata, pitta, and kapha. And um, they are uh, composed of the elements. So vata is composed of, of uh, space and air and pitta is composed of fire and actually water, the two together. That's me. <laughs> me as well. <laughs> and kapha is composed of water and earth. So we see water in both uh, pitta and kapha. So in Ayurvedics, how do we keep our water element strong? Uh, that's a great question. So we have to look uh, primarily at the doshas. So you're talking about keeping kapha strong. 
uh, kapha is the structure and lubrication of the body. Um, it forms the, the uh, water aspects of us, like the, the fluid in our joints, um, our tears, the saliva in our mouths, and, um, and also the structural, structural aspects of us, uh, our muscle, our bones, those are components of kapha. So, so saying that means then we're each a little bit of all three. That's Doshas. correct. Yeah, that's correct. There's nobody that's only kapha because then you'd just be bones and muscles. That's well, correct. and even <laughs> if you think about your tears, they are liquid, but they have other elements in them as well, as does the, does the blood. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's correct. The fluids of the joint. Yes. They, they contain their moisture, but they contain other elements. That's correct, yes. And, so and that's why it's, it's all connected. Yeah, and even going back to the five elements themselves, Ayurveda understands that, that those individual elements contain the other five, the right. other four as well. Oh, that's so cool. It is cool, yeah. But, but then that was what we, what we learned and talked about a little bit, where water and fire don't really mix very well. Um, they kind of negate each other, right? They, they can, uh, but then, I mean, you have things like hot water, so... They, Deep they, thoughts. They work together as well. Interesting. Yes. So I, I misunderstood. Oh, that's good to well, know. Well, sometimes you need a little water to not put the fire out, but minimize it mm -hmm. to create steam. Mm -hmm. So, And that's energy. Steam and is that's a energy. form of energy. Mm -hmm. And Sorry, it's moisture, water. Mm -hmm. Just like, you know, there's evaporation, but where does it go? To the clouds. So the clouds are would be space. Mm. Uh, air. Yeah. <laughs> so that I mean, even in looking at nature, as I do so often in earth medicine, you have all the elements there too, and we can connect with those. I have people who have a hard time, like getting up, getting going. I have them just visualize their favorite body of natural water and the flowing of a river, and just that in of itself will connect them to that water element to get the fluids moving and so that they can go ahead with their yoga or their Tai Chi. Um, there, are, there are ways that we can bring that element in energetically as well. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's true. So balancing the water element would be, um, you know, managing kapha, managing weight and, and heaviness in the body. And um, uh, of course we have uh, sweat, we sweat. So we release water that way, and we, we urinate, so we release right. water that way. So we have sort of a management system in the body as well. And when something's going going wrong with those, something's not right, there's excessive sweating or something doesn't look right in the urine, that's a good time to see the doctor and follow up with an Ayurvedic practitioner to see what, what changes can be made. Interesting. Mm, very so, cool. So what are some water management systems, like you just said, in the body that's just crying? And urination, then that's the water management system. Sweating, sweating, well. sweating goes sure. through. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, that's what's called the water management system. Um, not. Oh, that's what I'm. That's what I'm. Calling oh, okay. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an interpretation. Of, gotcha. You know, how the body is is releasing water. Mm -hmm. And then the way that we take it in is by drinking. But then again, I mean, I've got really curly hair. Humid, humid summer days, my hair's picking up the mm -hmm. <laughs> the water as yeah. well. That was random. <laughs> but it's the water element. But it so. is the water element. So it, the thing that's really cool about um, yoga and Ayurveda is that it's, it's all very, um, it's all about bringing balance, right? And mm -hmm. then we have to balance where we are in life with the practice, whether it's 
big yoga practice in Ayurveda. So, mm-hmm. for example, in the wintertime when it's really cold, I have a really hard time practicing early in the morning because mm-hmm. I am so stinking cold. It hurts. Like, mm-hmm. everything hurts. And I can't wait till I'm, like, 75 trying to get up. And So, I'm assuming there's differences in what I, how we practice some of the Ayurvedic techniques and for seasons, right? Yes. Well, because the, the I'm sorry, no, the season okay. winter is associated with the water element, and so is Yin yoga. So we bring which is practice cold, guys. Which practice cold? <laughs> Why don't they have hot Yin? Because if it's a hot Yin class, then your muscle fibers are going to be the ones that are getting stretched. So you'll find warm yin classes, and that'd be like the one that I'd like to take because I hate being in yin classes. They're so cold. Mm-hmm. But that's not actually providing the flexibility in the connective tissue, which is what yin is working on. Yeah. Yin's trying to stretch the connective tissue. And there's a training coming up the first weekend of December with Dawn. We'll be doing our 200-hour um, module for the yin. So if you are interested in learning more about yin, wait a second. I will definitely that. be there that is, that. that is the first week of uh, December. Remember, yeah. well, you're on a roll helping yes. me to remember all these events, Merit. Thank you. <laughs> but <laughs> that that being said, I mean, there's also even in the Western world, there's this push to eat seasonally. Mm. Yes. So you know, in the winter, we're eating like denser foods. Right. To me, they're denser because it's like those big squashes. Mm-hmm. Like right. those soups are no longer light and kind of brothy. They're more like dense, heavy soups. But they yes. have water in them. They do. They yeah. do. But is there is there a seasonal component to Ayurveda and a seasonal component to diet, and where does the water fit into that? Yes, so um, Ayurveda is definitely a seasonal and acknowledges that the, these changes that are happening outside of us also are having an effect on us inside. So in winter, um, it's, it's the perfect time to build the body up. It's a great time for exercise. Um, actually, the opposite of you know summer, when we typically think, oh, it's time to get out and exercise. According to Ayurveda, that's the wrong thing to do. Summer is time to sort of lay low, because the sun is so strong during that time, it, it has a weakening effect on the body. So oh, it's time to like to relax, stay cool, and don't push yourself too hard. I subscribe to that because by the water, I'm, preferably. Yeah, <laughs> because I love to hibernate in the winter, mm-hmm. and I find I have to really work to mm-hmm. to want to exercise and I'm better about coming to yoga in the winter uh-huh. yep. I come so it's almost more. everybody else everybody's like it's cold yes. and it's wet I'm coming to the studio yeah and the summer more. especially here in Chattanooga they're like we'll see you in the fall yeah. right after football season yep <laughs> yeah so a winter is is just perfect for for building muscle for working it's the best time to work out so well, for our 90-day challenge, I'll shift that around then. Mm-hmm. And, and it's kind of started right there when winter was starting, our 90-day mm-hmm. challenge. And again, just to re- remind everybody, the 90-day challenge, at least with our, the Thrive take on it, it wasn't just about losing weight because I'm not going to diet. That's just, I'm going to put that out there. I don't like focusing on dieting and what I can't have. I like to focus on what I can have. And so the last 90-day mm-hmm. challenge was all about crowding in all of the things that are going to fill us up and make us better. So for me, it was activity because I love to be active. Actually, one of my 90-day goals was to disconnect, so not have any activity for about an hour every day before bed. Mm -hmm. I'm at about, I'd say I'm close to 80% on that too, which is a huge deal. Anyways, so don't think about it as diets or things like that. It's it's Mm -hmm. just about 
honoring you and filling you up. Lifestyle and wellness and things that make us strong and healthy and accountable to our own well-being. Mm -hmm. And Ayurveda can do that because yeah. it can suggest things, like you had said, you're going to look at people's sleep habits and their yeah. diets. Mm -hmm. And so rather than just saying, oh, none of this, you can suggest things that they can have, correct? That's, that's true. Um, oftentimes there are um, contributing causes to symptoms. So sometimes we do need to say, okay, that's not helpful to you, or that, that could be contributing to your condition. So you need to you know, try, see, stop that, mm -hmm. see if it helps. And, and usually and these are always temporary things. So you may need to stop something for a while until your body has some more strength to it. Your digestion becomes stronger and you can handle certain things at different times. So and it also has those nourishing options to replace those things that we crave. That's correct. To yeah. help us because when our body, my, I know enough about aerobatics to be stupid but I totally believe in the system. Mm. I'm so happy to know somebody I can mm. refer yeah. people to because yeah. it it builds your body, it builds your strength. It, and once your body feels good, you're just naturally drawn That's right. to sure. these things. You're naturally drawn As to if right a thing. river mm -hmm. flowing. Yes. Nice, nice <laughs> segue there. That's funny because um, I, I, I practice with uh, Manju who's in India and he did, I'm not going to say he's like all Ayurveda. He mentioned some Ayurvedic mm -hmm. practices, but something that he always says is he never tells anybody what to eat. He's like, he never says you, you can't smoke. He never says you can't eat. You'll never hear me saying other than, you know, maybe don't eat roadkill. Uh, you're, um, right. He's like, you don't tell anybody. The practice will change them. And it's true. Exactly. It's, it's true. true. The daily practice, you coming back to yourself every single day, you're going to notice oh man, I feel really heavy today. I don't want to eat that. Right. And and it's, it might click with some people right away, but then there's people like me 10 years later where I see that direct connection. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, maybe I don't do it. Mm -hmm. And it, it has modified my diet. But curiously, and this is not water element, but I'm just so excited to have mm -hmm. you. Um, the thing with Ayurveda that was shocking is there are things where they suggest you eating meat. You know, if there were yes. imbalances, because um, that was something I wanted to ask you about, like mm -hmm. signs of imbalances, a water imbalance, if you will. And one of them was like too much meat or not enough meat. And I thought that was interesting because I thought most Indians were vegetarians. Uh, I think a lot of Indians are vegetarians. However, um, Ayurveda does not exclude anything from, from possible therapeutics. So every, every substance in, in, on the earth has potential therapeutic uses, um, so that's why meat is included, and and it's written about in the Ayurvedic texts in, in detail about which type of meat does does what for the body, and so you know we know that you know certain meats are beneficial for certain conditions, and and certain meats are beneficial for others. Wow. Mm. So what are some signs of? Let's do the positive first of well balanced water system. Mm -hmm. for a human and then an imbalance. Sure. Uh, so uh, you want to look at kapha. So um, signs of, of water and a healthy state of kapha. Um, uh, you're alert in the morning, ready to get out of bed. <laughs> and that's and I why I do that visualization when, with people who have a hard time. They're sluggish in the morning. Mm -hmm. The morning is kapha time. So if you, if you wake up and you're ready to go, you're probably, your kapha's probably in good shape. 
And and that's that is also going to be different for for everybody mm -hmm. because we all have different proportions of kapha. I want the 10 minute thing. Maybe I can run over here Friday. You'll yeah. have to, yeah. you'll have to. Yeah, so maybe before I had kids, I had a really good balance, because I still, when I'm up, I'm up, but mm -hmm. well, and it's as a lot we harder age, to wake up. If you up. think about it, our water and our body, you know, not, it doesn't dry up, yeah. but you get drier. And because water flows down in the body, we need that circulation to get the the water moving up. I, I know this is a total Ayurvedic, so I have different studies, mm, but sure. so I lost my train of thought. <laughs> We're talking about it's it's for me in so, particular. My my water must be out of balance because I'm like, oh god, the kids are up again. But as we <laughs> age, the water in our body does. Our skin gets drier. Mm. We lose like some of the elasticity and elasticity and the like plumpness of ourselves mm -hmm. as we age, and that's all connected to water. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So so an imbalance then would be obviously dehydration and maybe yes. even constipation because isn't some some of that like eliminate, but then too, and also an imbalance would be diarrhea too, right? Yes. We've all been sick like that yeah. or right. uh, lack of sweating and inability to sweat or yep. over sweating. What over is it, hydro? Excessive. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. But are there other more subtle things that you can see that maybe, because if you saw me in 10 minutes and you're like, oh, and, and you asked me, how do you wake up in the morning? I'd be like, yeah, I mean, given the fact that I've got two kids, I'm doing pretty good. Mm -hmm. But you, like, what are more subtle signs? More subtle signs of kapha problems. Or good things, you know, mm -hmm. not just to talk about bad things. Yeah, um, so the way um, that the tissues are formed is a, is a good indicator of, of healthy kapha. So uh, uh, healthy kapha is, is strong, well-developed muscles and fat on the body in, in the right places. So <laughs> <laughs> we all want that. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, got a giggle right there. Light bulb yep. cartoon. Yeah. Go ahead. And uh, um, you know, seeing seeing marks um, on your skin from from where mm. your socks are, or if you if you've had something tight around your wrist. And you, you take it away and you, you see the mark, the impression mm -hmm. is still there. That's a sign that the, the tissues could be better developed. Um, interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm taking it's a very interesting practice. I think everyone needs to come and get and talk minutes. with Jennifer yes. on Friday. Yeah. So how I'm assuming that the since this is a four thousand year old practice, like how easy is it for you to study this? Um, or how hard it is. It's it's hard. It's intense. Um, we we read the the ancient texts. They're they're written in Sanskrit yeah. with a transliteration, and then also there's an English and and there's actually a, they're available online these texts as well. Mm -hmm. So you can you can Google and and find them online as well. I tried to study Arabics because I thought it might be a direction I wanted to go in. Mm -hmm. And that's when I decided to refer others <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> to it because you know I like to do like trainings every year, but mm -hmm. it was it's very involved mm -hmm. and it it's is. fascinating. It is, yeah. But I didn't feel like I wanted to go in a whole different direction. So, mm -hmm. but it's it's a really fascinating, beautiful practice. It is beautiful. Yeah, the language is beautiful too, and. Um, 
and so you know you have to learn a little bit of Sanskrit as well to, yeah. to get yourself there. And we and love all the Sanskrit. terminology. Speaking of Sanskrit, and I, I love how I'm like the plugger of all things, we are starting a 300-hour program here at Thrive Yoga and Wellness. It'll start this coming 2020, and part of that program we will be bringing in, a friend of mine is, um, works with the American Sanskrit Institute, so we'll have the opportunity for that. But as well, it's starting the second week of January, the second Sunday, I think that's the 12th? Yes, that's correct. So on the 12th, if you are interested in learning more about Ayurveda, Jennifer is going to be uh, joining us for a workshop that is also included in the 200-hour training. So folks, we still have some space. And if you're interested in learning how to become a yoga teacher, definitely go ahead and sign up now. But as part of that training, and we're going to open it up to the rest of the, the studio and anybody else that wants to come in, you can join us on January 12th where Jennifer will talk a, do an introduction to Ayurveda. So mm -hmm. what are things that we might cover? Um, so we'll look at the seasons uh, more in depth and um, we'll look at the doshas. We'll look at signs of, of um, uh, they say they refer to it as vitiation of the doshas. So signs that the doshas are not uh, behaving properly and um, how, to, how to determine what, what one's own constitution is, what own, one, uh, excuse me, one's own uh, proportion of, of, of doshas. Because we, all, we have all three of them in us, but there's one that's gonna be the most, the strongest one that exhibits itself There the could most. be one, there could be three. They wow. could be, they could be equally balanced, it's rare, but, but that's possible. And uh, there could be two leading doshas, there could be one leading dosha. This is random, and mm -hmm. you, you can say that you don't know the answer to this, but there, are there like doshas that just don't like each other? Um, like opposite, because I imagine kapha is so heavy. And vada, the vada folks that I know, they're like out here floating and on kites, you know? Mm, yeah. And so I imagine those two, you rarely see kapha vada. You, you do see kapha vata or vata wow. kapha, and, and they can be difficult to manage. There are certain um, constitutions that are understood as, as excellent and easy easy to manage, easy for somebody to get through life with. And there are certain ones that are considered more difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So that'll be, that's a slippery slope. That might be for another conversation. Yep. So, and then the following week, we which would be the 19th, January 19th, we are actually gonna dive a little bit deeper. Jennifer's gonna come back. Mm -hmm. And again, that's gonna be open for you guys if you wanna watch, and it's included in your 200 hour training if you want to sign up. And that we will be covering winter weight management the Ayurvedic way, yes. correct? Yeah, definitely. Um, so we'll talk about uh, what's, uh, how um, winter is affecting us, how it's affecting our digestion, and what we need to do to um, to make the best of winter, exercise and weight lift, do yoga, and um, what we need to eat to make the best of winter without going overboard. Interesting. So winter is a great time for you guys to sign up for the teacher training. Mm -hmm. And even better, you get to learn a little bit more about Ayurveda when you do it this, this coming semester. Mm -hmm. And Jennifer's gonna be a part of our 300 hour as well. And if I can get myself in gear, the 300 hour, we'll, we'll include this as part of the 300 hour training as well. We'll just go a little bit deeper with our, our deeper studies. Mm -hmm. And so that is coming up in January. But before we get, get off here, everybody remember on Friday, 11, 29, 11:29, Black Friday. Black Friday, we have our very first Black Friday open house where we are gonna have 
a studio full of the coolest natural healers and natural body wellness people on the planet as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. They're all going to be converging right here inside of Thrive Yoga and Wellness. You can come in. It's a completely free event to come check us out. You can get samples of some CBD products. You can learn about how to stay safe around the holidays. And then you can come into our big room and experience natural healing uh, through Ayurveda mm -hmm. with a 10-minute consultation with Jennifer. You get a, consult, a roughing consultation if you'd like, Reiki, fire cupping, health screenings and injury screenings and, and brow bar with Sunita. So guys, it's going to be fun. It's the best thing to do after you've spent the morning shopping, then come back here and practice because we also but have... But you can also shop here. We have some beautiful yoga clothes and jewelry. Mm -hmm. So check us out before you... That's right. We'll be open at 930. And so you go to all the stores before God wakes up. I shouldn't right. say that, but there is an ungodly hour. And that is when most people are out shopping for Black Friday. And come here for healing gifts. Then, and healing. Yes. And then adding to that, we just found out. So on Friday, we will be able to start carrying some new Ayurvedic body care products, which yes. I'm super yes. pumped about. Yeah. I have been trying a, a Ayurvedic face oil that Jennifer was kind enough to share with me, I guess about a month ago. Mm -hmm. And I've been using it in the mornings because it's a skin brightener. Although I will, I'm not gonna lie, every now and then I forget to wash my face in the morning so it goes on at night, so uh -huh. I'm extra bright at night. That stuff smells amazing. It and is. it's, my. I put it on and both of my kids are like, mommy, what's that? It smells good. So mm, yes. I've been putting a little bit of, because on their little chunky cheeks, you know, this stuff is awesome. You're going to love it. It is, what is the name of the brand? Um, Ayura. It's Ayura's Kesarati oil. Ayura Kesarati oil. Kesarati. I can't pronounce it, but I can tell you I love it. <laughs> and it smells amazing. I, I've been using face oils for like 10 years and I, love to make my own stuff with essential oils and I love this stuff. It's like exactly if I could make it, this would be how I do it. So I don't have to make stuff anymore. This is that good. And we're going to have some for you guys on Friday, Black Friday, and we'll start to and have I've it. I've used the Ayurvedic oil too, not yours, but mm -hmm. I plan to get some. Oh. And also, we're going to have some Konza wands. Are we going to do some yep. Konza wands? Yeah. Yep. That's great to use on the face with the Ayurvedic oil. Yes. Yeah, so they're it really just nice. They're tightens and brightens and yeah, and the metal, um, the console wand actually has a copper cap. It's actually it's actually bronze, which is an alloy of copper, and so the the copper on the skin actually helps reduce reduce some redness, um, and it's it's just soothing and it's really lovely. It feels so good. I borrowed so I borrowed merits before, like especially when my sinuses were having giving mm -hmm. me grief, and it was amazing. And I've heard you could put it in the it's freezer great for too. TMJ mm -hmm. as well. Nice. The Konza ones. So we'll have some Konza ones here at the studio. I will be getting one of my own so I don't have to steal merits anymore. We'll have the Kasarati oil. Kasarati Ka oil. We're also going to have a body oil, joint. one that helps to treat joint pain. So mm -hmm. how cool is that? Mm -hmm. And all of these are natural Ayurvedic products that you can use on your skin so you can feel comfortable that everything that's in them basically you would be able to pronounce. Like there's none of these words that you have no idea what that means. Mm -hmm. and, and that as I've gotten older has become more and more important to me sure. and um, so if you're into this natural healing natural wellness well-being come and check us out Friday Black Friday November 29th yes we can't wait to see you five o'clock five o'clock thank you so much for tuning in everybody again my name is Jennifer Dixon with Thrive Yoga and Wellness with Jennifer Ettinger with my IU my, my.
My IU. You can find her at myiu.com or you can come and see her on Friday at our Black Friday event. She's offering 10 minute consultations by uh, donation base where she can help you to maybe achieve a better health. Mm -hmm. And then you can continue on with your studies and have her help you get into even better health and wellness after Black Friday. And then I'm Merit Maloof with the Energy Center and Thrive Yoga and Wellness. Thank you for being with us today. We're so excited.